This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstroll.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. They update daily their website. They got everything from comic books to signed sports memorabilia from any sports you could think of, from baseball to football to hockey. They have it. Same thing with wrestling, old figures, old magazines, anything you need or want. They got it there. And don't forget to use promo code THEPODCAST20. And if you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Resident Evil, Silent Hill 2, NBA Jam, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and e book format so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com and if you want to support me directly please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device you're listening to us on it's embedded right there in the description click on that link it takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs anything you need or want it is there but the most important thing the freest thing the easiest thing the thing everybody should be doing Every time you listen to an episode, if you haven't done it already, is please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined once again by the man I shared the same name with. The one, the only, Steve Tilly. (laughs) How's it going, Steve? You know what worries me a little bit is every now and then... Mm-hmm. I hear the name Steve being used as kind of like the male version of Karen. And I get, I get a little worried about that. Yeah. It's no. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it stick yet. Okay, okay, but okay, I good, see good. a couple times we'll say, oh, like when they're talking about like a generic kind of dumb boomer type person, the name sure. Steve will come up. I'm like, come on, man. Steve's are cool. We're all cool. And I got to say, too, every Karen I've ever known sure. has been like a totally sweet, awesome person you know okay. i've never known a bad karen in my life but i feel bad for all the karens i grew up with who are all awesome people who are now associated with this kind of you know this this catch-all for crazy you know let me talk to the manager type women karens are awesome people named karen 
in my experience, have all been awesome. <laughs> See, that's where we screwed up as a society. We should have picked a name that's either very used literally or that's like been banned. Something like, oh, for a guy, he's such an Adolf because no one's going to call their kids Adolf <laughs> right? anymore, right? Right? Like, you know if a guy's named Adolf, he's going to be a dick. So, like, <laughs> that, yeah, that should be... Although that's kind of like mega dick territory. Like that's way beyond oh, talking to the manager. That's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother, a whole nother level of dick. Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, good to see you again. Good to see your beautiful face. I know the people yes. listening can't see your beautiful face. I can see your beautiful face and it's good to see it again. No, no, likewise. Yeah. I love doing these cause this is where I get to catch up because I don't really per se review shit or talk about stuff unless I do. I have a quarterly show with a couple of guys from England, Jesse and Max from Gato five. We talk about wrestling every quarter, just like how we talk about pop culture every quarter. So I love these episodes because I could just sit back, relax. It doesn't even feel like I have to work. It's just literally what I feel like saying and bouncing it off someone else. And this is the shit I, I really enjoy. Beautiful. Beautiful. So why you are here then? Because it is the end of the year. Everyone's doing the review episodes, this, there, and that. So we're, we're not those guys who are so like literally up to date with every media type that we consume. Right. Right. So yeah, we're going to... We like this stuff, but we have lives outside of our, you know, the things we enjoy. Too. Exactly. Right? Well, TV and yeah. movies were sort of caught up, but in terms of video games, you that's a lot of hours to consume. It's very hard. So yeah. we're not going to be as up to date with video games, but let's sort of start with TV. How about that? What have you consumed sure. this year? What's popped up in your mind that you could think of that you, everyone needs to watch? Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, we've talked about it on prior episodes, too. I think I think Disney's been doing a really good job with the Marvel uh, TV series. Um as we're recording this, we're still watching Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye will be done by the time by the time we are. But yeah, uh, yeah like the, they've sort of been really different from each other. But I don't think there's been a bad series in the bunch between like you know, uh, WandaVision, Loki, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and now and now Hawkeye. It's just it's really cool. Like I really like that Marvel has invested or Disney and Marvel invested the time and like the you know the money, but also like the just the, the vision in making these shows feel like they're really part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know. No, of course, of course. And I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Marvel throughout everything because they touch everything. Movies, video games, TV, like, you know what <laughs> I mean? This is like, this re- like I don't know, man. The Marvel Empire, literally from five years ago to now, it seems like it's, what, gone up by a thousand percent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got their hands in everything. Not, not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I don't no, know no, 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 of course. Thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's the best thing to have one corporation like Disney have own all these properties but on the other hand they do a good job with everything That's the like, thing. um you know um and again we're talking about the tv stuff like we'll see uh um uh the the uh, what's it called the book of boba fett i think is coming soon yep. and uh That's the season next three of the mandalorian yeah. so yeah i mean they they between the, the star wars stuff and the, the marvel stuff i w- i'm 100 percent satisfied in, in what disney is doing like uh, it would be terrible if they owned all these properties and then just wasted them or made like shitty shows and and and, and movies and stuff but no man i'm i got no complaints <laughs> and that's the thing they're not wasting anything you said it even the crust that no one eats even that topping people discard <laughs> they make episodes about the meaningless characters and make you want yeah. them even more like it's crazy that's just it 
Yeah, that's just it. Like, it's the B-list and C-list characters. Like, I mean, I know Hawkeye has a lot of fans because, you know, he's an Avenger and he's been around sure. for a long time. But, yeah, he's um, cool. you know, you wouldn't automatically think Hawkeye. Out of all the Avengers, you wouldn't think <laughs> Hawkeye is the one they make a series out of, right? And the fact that they're doing a She-Hulk series next year. Yep, that's and another I, one. I'm a huge fan of uh, Tatiana Mas- uh, Oh, God, now you say her last name. <laughs> Masla- Maslani? Mas- oh, God, I'm so embarrassed I can't say her last name. I, I interviewed her years ago when she was a, like a little kid. Oh, wow. I interviewed her on the set of a movie called... Uh, I think it was, it was part of the Ginger Snaps series. I think it was Ginger Snaps 2. Okay. And she was just a kid, like like a little kid. She's been a little kid in the movie. Sure. And I thought, man, this, for a kid, she is so well-spoken and she's mm. so good, even back then. And it's been so cool to see her, you know, come into her craft through... Um, right. Oh, my God. I blank so bad. Whenever I'm under pressure to remember something, I blank so hard. What was the name of the, the show she was in where she played all the clones? Oh my god. All the Orphan Black. There we go. Orphan Black. Okay. <laughs> that's gonna, gonna kill me. Anyway, I'm super stoked to see her joining the Marvel Universe. I'm super sure. stoked to see, you know, um uh Oscar Isaac in, in Moon Knight. I was a, I was you know Moon Knight again. Another one. Not a huge character you would expect to, to do something with, but I was a huge Moon Knight fan back in the day because he was kinda like, you know, Marvel's answer to Batman, but also like even sure. crazier somehow. Yeah, yeah. So Oscar Isaac is the is the man. So I'm super stoked to see him doing a, a Marvel series. So yeah, just like it's like the bigger Marvel Disney get, the more kind of talent they seem to attract. And yeah, it's just like a snowball that keeps on rolling. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Out of all the Marvel series so far that came out, what's been your favorite? Yeah. If you could only watch one. Um, you know what's weird about these series is I've enjoyed watching every single one of them, but I haven't been tempted to go back and rewatch any of them. Okay. So, like, I rewatched The Mandalorian, sure. uh, both seasons of The Mandalorian, I watched twice. I have not been tempted to go back and watch rewatch them. I, mean, I think I would probably do WandaVision again, just because I really like mm. the format. Like I, 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 you know, I'm an older gentleman, so I, sure. I, I was alive <laughs> during some of the TV periods that they're kind of referencing. Like you know, the, the you know, when I was a kid, I was watching the you know the '70s and, and '80s yeah. TV. So it's kind of cool to see see how they reproduce that. And I, th- I found the story in WandaVision really cool. So that was that's that was the first one, but that was probably my favorite so far. Although we'll see how Hawkeye plays it. I'm really enjoying Hawkeye too. I really like uh, uh, I really like Jeremy Renner and uh, Haley Steinfeld, and I, I think their their chemistry so far is great. So yeah. we'll see how the, how the rest of that plays out. And it's kind of funny because, of course, we're recording this before the end of the series, but I'm really curious about a certain character who's rumored to pop up in Hawkeye, and sure. you know, the people listening will know whether or not that happened. By I now. know, right? You know, how funny is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, probably WandaVision, I think, has been my, my favorite of the bunch. What about you? What's your what's your top uh, Marvel series? You know what? WandaVision's there, but I really like Loki. I love the multi-universe, mm. the interdimensional, the time-traveling, all this sort of stuff, like all that sort of sci-fi, I love and to incorporate it into Loki was perfectly done. It sort of had like, I'm a huge Van Damme fan, had that time cop feel to it. Like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> time cop, yes. So it's like, oh, I, I love that sort of shit. So I would say Loki, just a smudge over WandaVision, but it's so close. To me, it's neck and neck for yeah, those two. Yeah, me too. If I, I mean, if my one and two would definitely be those two, um, maybe even in no particular order. Because, yeah, and I like the fact that they're using Loki to introduce like the alternate timelines yes. into, into the Marvel Universe. And I guess... Um, you know, I guess right around now, I guess Spider-Man Far From Home is, about to, uh, is out. Yeah, is out now. too. Yeah, yeah. that's another yeah. one. Which, of course, we haven't seen. And uh, so I'm really curious to see how they work the uh, alternate timelines of that. Bad right. thing, though, is I'm going to be, like, away for Christmas and, like, visiting, you know, my mom and my family. Probably not time to go to the movies. So, you know, as we speak right now, I'm probably <laughs> in, you know, either Alberta or BC. And 
uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is out and Matrix 4 is out. And oh, I want another to wait one. to see those My until God. I get home. And avoiding spoilers is going to be so hard. Oh, you're screwed. I'm sorry. You are, you're screwed. <laughs> you're you're compl- like, uh, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, I was listening to something this morning and someone was saying also as well that they're not going to be able to watch Spider-Man because it's not going to be available on Disney Plus, whatever, and they still refuse to go to the movie theater. But they're double vax and everything. They just don't want to go, right? For whatever reason. They don't feel comfortable around people yet. So avoiding the spoilers, it's like, you're not going to avoid them because this is not going to come out on like digital or on demand for at least, I say, what, a month to two, right? Two months, I would think, yeah. So spoilers are going to be out, especially Spider- uh, How are you going to, so much shit's going to happen. Yeah, or happened. I watched the last trailer because I know, and I but I, I haven't watched the last trailer. But then I like I, I just open up Google, the Google app on my phone, sure, and the, and it shows you like you know news stories you might be interested in. It's like, oh, wasn't it a surprise when this thing was in the Spider Man Far From Home trailer? I'm like, fuck, man, I was I was literally deliberately avoiding watching the trailer to not get spoiled. So yeah, it's just basically like you want to get. If you want to not be spoiled, you got to uh, like sever your internet, uh, go in a cave, you know, lock it up. Take supplies in for two months and just shut yourself off from the world. That's the only way not to get spoiled, uh, not to have big movies spoiled. Yeah, no, like even in myself, I avoid trailers. That's the one thing I try to always avoid because that you can without getting spoiled. But the thing that's already gotten spoiled is obviously it's the multiverse. So everyone knew that because you need to sort of know the plot. But then all the characters that are coming back, that's what's been spoiled. Imagine sitting there and not knowing any of this. I know, right? I I, I did watch the first, I watched the teaser trailer and the first trailer. I didn't watch the the latest one. But yeah, um, you've seen the trailer. You know some of the characters coming back, right? No, I I know all of them because now they had a press conference and Jamie Foxx was there. So it's like he's going to reprise Electro. Okay, okay. Don't anymore because I don't don't actually know all the ones. Okay, okay. I'll stop it there. Sure. Well, I know that another character was revealed in the poster. But yeah, but like you're saying, imagine going to Spider-Man or or, or, No Way Home home. and seeing Doc Ock from Raimi's Spider-Man 2 show up and not knowing that was going to (sighs) happen. Like, that would be... Just such a huge shock, and I don't know anyone unless they are just like living under a rock or somehow cut themselves off. I don't know anyone who's going to go into the movie not knowing that like some of the previous movie villains are in it. Yeah, but yeah, just it just they they use these as selling points, and then they they um and then they just you know take all the magic away from from experiencing that in kind of in kind of real time. See, I gotta say one thing I, yeah, I liked ahead. about uh, sorry about um, the latest episode of Hawkeye. Have you seen? The latest episode. The I'm on episode. episode. I, I'm up to two. I've watched one and two. Okay, I won't spoil it for you. Then okay. there's a moment in the, in the action scene, in the big chase. There's a really cool moment that is actually not shown in any of the previews. I'm like, wow, that's oh. really fun, and I'm so surprised they didn't use that in the in the the previews. So you know, I guess they occasionally will hold stuff back. But See, it but- has to do with. Uh, with the arrows they're shooting at the bad guys behind them. So when you'll see, you'll know when you watch it. Like in Spider-Man's, like in other movies, I understand. You got to show a little bit of some sequences because then how are you going to get people in, right? You can't sell, especially a yeah. new property that people have no idea about. But in terms of Spider-Man, people know what it is. They know this is the end of the yeah. so-called trilogy. They know it's going to be big. Yeah. All you needed to say is you're going to shit your pants you're going to love it. Everyone, yeah. you're not going to be disappointed. I don't think anyone would be yeah. knowing all these characters were coming back. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, have them know. sign all NDAs and shit like that. Like, that, if, if you're scared of <laughs> yeah, people right. leaking it, yeah. right? Like, uh, there's so many it, ways, but uh, what can you do? What can yeah, you do? It would have been magic. Okay, other it than Marvel, what have you been enjoying? 
on TV? Uh, what have I been watching on TV? Um, damn, probably nothing recent, honestly. Like, I, I, I find I go back to shows that I've seen before. Like, okay. I actually read a kind of interesting article about uh, the sort of value in going back and rewatching shows because if you're oh. in. Okay. If you're in kind of like an uncertain times or under sure. a lot of stress, watching shows you've watched before where you know what's going to happen, it kind of it's like a more relaxing experience. There's no surprises. There's nothing to get you know. You know, it's just safe. it's like visiting an old friend kind of. So I yeah. went back and I actually rewatched the entire fourth season run of uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Oh wow! It's an AMC show on years ago. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's leaving Netflix right away, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it's about the the rise of the, the personal computer revolution in the '80s and, and the '90s, and I just. It's a really good show. Like, I really love that show. So I'd seen it all before. Went back, rewatched that. But I watched uh, <laughs> it's just the most random stuff. I watched oh. a, a British crime drama called Broadchurch. Okay. Because um, it kind of came back into the news recently because they re-released the first season on TV in the UK, sure. and it stars uh, David Tennant, who plays uh, uh, who was the last Doctor Who, and Jodie oh, Whittaker, okay. who was the current Doctor Who, oh. and Olivia Colman, who played uh, Queen Elizabeth in the, in the most recent seasons of The Crown. So it's kind of like an all-star gotcha. kind of UK cast, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's a it's a it's a they just did three seasons and that's it. It's all done and it's a basically a murder mystery set in a really kind of scenic British seaside town. It's really well done. Like I just I was I'm like I'm not sure if I'd wa- if I want to watch this kind of thing. So I watched the first episode. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm I'm open. So that's the kind of thing. Like Netflix is. AI algorithm that's like, ooh, we know you now. We know what you like to watch. So here's a show you haven't seen. Before. I don't pay you attention to, to that shit because that's how you get hooked in. <laughs> Good. Like, don't give them any information. Because especially now, what? Because I I don't have cable, so the streaming service that I do own is it would be Netflix, Disney Plus, um, Amazon, and uh, yeah. Crave. Those are the four, and I so share them with them. other people. <laughs> so here's here's the kicker. So I have those. Well, it's not illegal because they they tell you right up. You're allowed f- how many devices. So as long as you don't go over, they don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. they're straight up with that. So all in all, I think I pay less than $20 a month for those four streaming oh, services. Nice. So I'm right. laughing. You know what I mean? So now I got to pick and choose because whereas before, it, it was solely Netflix. I didn't have anything else. So I oh, watch yeah. everything on Netflix because what else is there to watch? Now yeah. I got to be smart about it. Now I usually wait. If it's not on the top 10 after the first couple of weeks or first week, I won't watch it because obviously it's not going to be good enough unless oh, okay. someone's talking yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- that's how I use, that's the algorithm I use per se. Yeah. Cause so if we're talking about kind of streaming shows of the year. I, I think squid games got to be in the well, conversation, right? Of yeah. course you've watched it. I yeah. assume. I, yes. Okay. I've actually watched it through twice. Yeah. Oh shit. I really, twice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually watched it. Um, like I'm a, I'm a bit of a, uh, like when I watch foreign language shows, I, I always watch it with subtitles on. Okay, like sure. The yeah, actors yeah. actually acting, but then I re, when I rewatched, I watched a couple episodes with uh, with a dubbed. I think you're you're a dubbed guy, right? Yes. You like watching the yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought they actually did a pretty good job. Like I thought the actors did a pretty good job, and even some of the language was more natural uh, when spoken in English than than the versions that they had in the subtitles. So it was really interesting to see how. Uh, compare kind of the subtitle version to the dub version, but you, whatever you watched, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really great. Like it was a it was a really uh, uh, one of those series that kept me kept me going right till the very end. Did you did you did you like it? Oh, I did we talk I, about this last time. I don't, it wasn't out last time we talked. Do we? Like, no. no, I don't think we did talk about this the last time. No, I talked I about it with someone on the podcast, but it wasn't with you. I can't remember now. Because yeah. I was dying to talk about it, and I actually talked late about it. But yeah, I, I friggin' loved it. Everything, the meaning, the yeah. storytelling, the swerve at the end, everything was just, yeah. it was so good. And I'm, I'm with the people who are like, just let it be. I don't want a sequel. But 
obviously if a sequel drops, I'm going to watch it. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it was just too successful for them not to do a, a well, second that's series. The they, left it, they left it really wide open at the end. But it's, it's funny because that's the thing about the, the show Broadchurch I was just talking about. Um, the first season deals with the murder of a child in this town. The second season is mostly about the trial of the murderer and a kind of side story about a previous investigation. Sure. The third season is about a sexual assault in oh, the wow. town. And then the creator just said, you know what? We can't do any more of these because it would just kind of, you know, uh, you would not be able to believe that so many bad things happen in one town. And that's kind of what I found with Stranger Things. Like by the time they were getting to the later mm. seasons of Stranger Things, it's like how much weird shit can happen in this one little town? Like I know it's all connected, but um, the people making Broadchurch, because it's, you know, grounded in reality it just said it wouldn't make sense for a small town to have like you know multiple murders or multiple you know s- serious crimes and they just said we did all we wanted to do with the characters and the stories yep. in three seasons and we're just gonna leave it at, at that and that's yeah. how it should be how about the morning show have you watched that yeah you know what's weird is i really liked the first season of the morning show okay. and then i watched the first episode of the second season sure. and i wasn't just I wasn't into it anymore. It was weird. Like I okay. it'd been so long since I'd seen the characters. I kind of like I don't know. I don't know. Something about the first season and the way that um Reese Witherspoon's character kind of comes up and disrupts yeah. the whole morning show and it's good. like the like the fresh new on his voice was really cool. I don't know what happens in season two to be honest, because I didn't get past the first episode. Sure. So have you watched it? Yeah, I'm I'm up to date with it and I agree with you. I was the same way. Like my wife loved it and I turned to her, I'm like, nothing really happened except for like the last two or three episodes. That's what everything oh, really? like and it was like I'm yeah. just watching like to watch at this point. Like I understand what they were trying to build towards, and I don't want to spoil it in case you want to go back and watch it, but because something huge does happen. And then it's like, okay. okay, but you could have avoided all this and told the story literally in like four or five episodes. It did not need to be 10. <laughs> right. Like, I, it felt like they were told you have 10 episodes, fill it versus just do how many you need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate that. That's the thing that bugged me the most about the um, uh, the Netflix Marvel series before, before Disney yes. got Marvel. Yes. Um, I know what you're talking about. Like, like the Daredevil and per, stuff. Per season of Daredevil yeah. and. and and um, Jessica Jones and Punisher and all that. Yep. It's like, especially Daredevil. Like I, I really like Daredevil and you know, the rumors are characters from Daredevil are, or by this time have come into the MCU. But yeah. um, um, I really like Daredevil, but it's like, yeah, 13 episodes per season. And they could have told those stories. in like, I feel half that time. And there was so much filler. And I think the words for that was freaking um, uh, iron fist. Like that was probably the most panned, of all those uh, yeah, that was Netflix rough. Marvel series. And it was just like so much goddamn padding. Like, geez, tell that yeah. story in like a, a, a four hour, you know, two part movie or something, not in a 13 episode series that just, you know, spins its wheels for so much time. So yeah, I'm, I am a big fan of shorter seasons that tell the story without, you know, stretching it out any longer than it needs to be. Well, show, uh, speaking of short, a great one just came out. Well, this recording just came out. What is true story with, uh, uh, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Seven episodes, half hour each. Perfect storytelling. Oh, yeah. I'm almost done. I'm literally on the last episode. Oh my God. But get ready. Your palms are going to be sweaty and you're going to be nervous the whole ride. It's when you're like oh, on the nice. edge of your seat, but it's fantastic storytelling. Every, I love it. I love it. And it's everything's to the point. And that's how I like it. Nice. Okay. I'm putting that on my list that I haven't watched it yet, but it's on. Anything you recommend, basically, I put on my list. Oh, there no, but true story. I would, yeah. like I said, it's short, and you could you you could literally in one sitting, one afternoon, if you're bored, you could watch the whole season. Yeah. Put it that way, sweet. And you'll want to watch. And because you hear Kevin Hart, you think it's going to be comedy? No, no, my friend, it's not comedy. It's yeah. some serious ass. Like 
I wouldn't say thriller, but more drama. I don't know, mixed with something else. But again, I, I don't want to ruin anything. So yeah, go okay, watch sweet. it. Go watch it. Go watch I'm it. In. <laughs> and speaking of dramas too, uh, you was a big one this year as well. Have you been into the U series? Okay, so I watched the first season of You. Okay. And like, oh man, this guy, he's so weird and creepy. Oh my God, he's a murderer. That's, That's crazy. Point. Wow. And then uh, season two, I'm like, you know what? I want this guy to fucking die. <laughs> I, I know that's kind of the yes. point is I hated him and, you know, got to that. And then, the, you know, the ends with him and the, the suburbs. And so the yeah, third season came out not too long ago. I'm like, okay, I got 10 minutes in. And I'm like, fuck this guy. And you kind of fuck this show. I don't agree. It's like, I know it's, it's, it's kind of the line of where like a show like Dexter, like, I yeah. know, like Dexter took a murderer yeah, yeah. And, and kind of glorified, romanticized him. But, Dexter was still basically, in his own twisted way, a good guy. Yeah, right. He followed he was the killing code. Bad people. Yeah, yeah. I just find the, the Joe, whatever his name is, yeah, Joe. He's such a creep, and I know that's I like the, the attraction of the show. That's the whole thing. I, yeah. I got so so skeeved out by him. I'm like, you know what? Nah, nah. I'm <laughs> not giving my any more of my eyeballs or my ears to this show about a creep. But now, now, if you watch season three, and yeah. am I should I go back and and power through it? It's okay. It's better than season two, but it's not as good as season one. So okay. it, it, that's that would I would compare like that. So it would be go, it would go one three then two in terms of quality. Okay, but it, it it's okay. You get some closure at the end, and they, again, it's open ended. You could see it either ending or it could another season could come. Yeah. So it's I'm one of those sure type of things. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah, of course it's deliberate. But it was again, it was another one in the top ten. Everyone talked about it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know what I mean. And yeah, I don't. Anything else you could think of? Do you want to throw out there? Like I can't really think think of any oh did you watch sex life this was huge at in, in, during the summer <laughs> I, I did not watch sex life but there was like a i think it was like a tiktok meme going around of a certain moment in a certain episode right I'm like what what is it referring to i was watching like oh jesus okay now i see it's like you know flapping flapping dongs and it's it's soft dongs. porn at its finest my friend yeah. so uh no other than that you know that one sequence i kept on being referenced uh uh, in, in memes, I, I didn't watch it. See, but in your it. terms, it's good to watch. I, I would recommend only single people or people in open-ended relationships watch this. Because if you're in, in a solid... Well, I, I guess if you're in a solid relationship, it doesn't matter. But if you're like on a rocky, it's going to test some stuff because some shit happens oh, and then really? you're going to look at your yeah. spouse. You're going to be like, would you do that? Would you do that? And then those questions start coming oh, around. No and it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, not everyone marries your soulmate and then... Uh, some people have the chance to go back if you already have a family because that's what it's pretty much based on, going back to an okay. ex. And then the ex is with another friend of hers and it's like, oh my God. And then they try crazy ass, like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but if you're into it, you're into it. But it's cringy because they they were exploring new sexual avenues to save their marriage, not because they wanted to. So you could see how they were sort of forced into it. And like I said, if you're yeah. in a relationship you're like ooh, like you know what i mean that that's rough and it's like but it's good, good storytelling at least it is raunchy but okay. good storytelling okay okay <laughs> i like it how about uh reality tv you into reality tv at all no it's not really my bag um okay okay like i used to back in the day when i worked for the for the sun um in fact back when i worked for the edmonton sun oh, wow. many years ago before i moved to toronto um i used to have to cover reality tv as part of my my entertainment writing gig so okay. i covered survivor for the first many years oh, of survivor yeah it used to be a huge fan. um yeah like the, the og right the og reality yes TV show. exactly and back then like not to sound like a 
crusty old, <laughs> crusty old man that I am. But back then, reality TV actually felt more real. Like Survivor felt yes. like I know they manip- they manipulate everything. But Survivor felt like kind of a real competition, and it was really cool to see how it played out. But now it's just like it's so constructed. Even like many years ago, I had a friend um, who was one of only two Canadian contestants on uh, The Bachelor. And the first season, they allowed Canadians on the show. Oh, so, okay. I don't know. This is like old school uh, Bachelor. So she was one of the first the first two Canadian contestants. And the stuff she told me about kind of behind the scenes and the things that they do in the, the exit interview in the limo and how they like basically kept everybody drunk the entire time and, um, you know, tried to really manufacture this drama and push people into drama and like almost like almost like psychologically abuse them until they cracked right. and started crying. I was like, fuck, that's twisted, man. It's not just like they, they're not just manufacturing the storylines in, in, yeah, yeah. in editing. It's like, they're trying to like create stuff as it's happening. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I knew reality TV wasn't really real, but, um, but still, I mean, as a form of entertainment, it's yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like, it's just a different kind of flavor of, uh, of, yeah, of entertainment, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, got a I, smattering of, of reality in it. Yeah, I love it, especially the rancher, the better. Any like, ex- <laughs> for the exception of like the Bachelor, for some odd reason, Bachelorette, I never got into yeah. it because to me it looked so like you're a- watching like uh, Love After Lockup. Is that your or what? Yeah, Love Is Blind. Like. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Like even the circle was great. Uh, like I, I love that sort of like okay. type of uh, social experiments. You know what? I did watch Love Is Blind. I did watch the entire. I don't know if there's been multiple seasons, okay. but I watched the entire first season of Love Is Blind, and that was actually really interesting. I actually, I, I, I must say, I'm not a reality TV fan, but I, I dug that show. All right, what about yeah, movies? For TV this year, I gotta say. Yeah, I know. Me yeah. too. That's why I was like, let's get right into the movie aspect. I don't think, like, in my opinion. I didn't watch as many this year. I don't know if it's because you couldn't really go to the theaters and all that. Yeah. Or maybe, again, studios holding back and stuff. But I have maybe two or three movies I really want to talk about. Other than that, it's it's a crapshoot in my opinion. Yeah, I hardly saw anything this year for the same reason. Like, a lot of stuff got delayed. Um, a lot of stuff got delayed too this year. But even then, I'm – until recently and now, you know, as, as we talk, we're in the midst of a new variant emerging. But yeah. – um, until I was at least double vaxxed, I wasn't going to set foot in a movie theater, right? And even now, I've, I've, there's, I still haven't seen Eternals. Um, Me neither. And I've, seen, I've seen all of the Marvel movies up yep. to this point. But, Same here. Uh, Shang-Chi, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, oh, yes. is the first Marvel movie that I've waited until it came out on streaming, right? So I watched Shang-Chi at home. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, well, so um, Eternals, I really want to see in a theater, but I might just wait because it's, it's probably about a month away from release on Disney+. Plus. I now, think so, so. right? Yeah, so During the holidays, and Free sure. Guy, Free Guy was another one. You know, um, watch Free Guy on on streaming as well. Yep. And it's it's kind of different. Like I don't, I have a fucking huge ass TV, right? I got a giant, I got a seventy seven inch TV. Oh shit! <laughs> with surround sound. So nice. watching movies at home is not is you know, is no hardship. I kind of right, like. Right. I really like the aspect of being, you know, having nobody around me, nobody's on their phone, nobody's whatever. But true for movies that. that are really big events, like I wouldn't want to watch. Well, I mean, Star Wars has kind of gone off the rails in the last few years, but a movie, like an event movie like Star Wars, or even like uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and and Matrix 4, I want to see those in the theater, because I just feel like those are theater movies, and I kind of want to, there's still something about being around people when you're watching a movie that makes it more special, even though it also makes it kind of less attractive currently. But uh, no, that's a roundabout way of saying I have not seen a lot of movies this year. Um, I saw... Shang-Chi and Free Guy on streaming. Uh, I saw Dune. Um, 
God, I can't even think of anyone that came out earlier this year that I saw. I still haven't seen the latest Bond movie, and I just haven't, you know, Bond movie. I know, I'm the same way. See, that's exactly the same boat I'm in. The only other thing I could think of is, like, Mortal Kombat. That was... That was decent. Yeah. Like they did an all right job, decent. and it leads it open to spreading the series out. But in my opinion, I still think that should be episodically done because you could stretch this out with so much storytelling and then spinoffs that way. Yeah, that's true. Instead of like yeah. movie form, because it feels like it's too crammed, and at the same time, you don't want it too long because then people will complain, right? But I, I can't think of anything else. Like, oh, a, a, a great little gem before we get to the big three that I want to talk about. Vacation Friends with John Cena. That was friggin' hilarious and that came out of nowhere. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I don't know if I've even heard of that. That's funny because I, I, like, I love John Cena doing comedy roles. Yes. He's, he's got a small part in um, uh, whatever Amy Schumer's movie is. Trainwreck. He oh, that's right. Trainwreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's really funny in, uh, I'm not sure if the movie's called Blockers or Cock Blockers, but the... Yes, I know which one. Blockers. Yep, yeah, yep. where he plays one of the, the parents of the girls. Yes. He's, he's a funny guy. He's, good. he's a funny actor. So what, what's this one? I didn't even heard of this. Vacation Friends? It's Vacation Friends. It's on one of the streaming. It's either on Amazon or... Cra- no, it's not on Crave. It's, it's on Amazon, I think. Okay. Or Disney, is out. it? Maybe even Disney. One or the two. Amazon or Disney. I don't oh. Know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, will, I will seek out any movie that's got John Cena being funny in it. Right, right. It's awesome. But yeah, no, I think my favorite, well, again, it's hard. I really enjoyed Free Guy, but there's something about it where, again, this is my big thing. Movies are too long. So like an hour and 15 minutes in, I started fading. I was like, oh, I'm so into this. I love this. And then it's like, okay, this is happening. Okay, now I know what's going to happen here. And it's sort of stretched, but it was fantastically done. I think it's perfect to the to the genre of the video game. Like, if you're a gamer, yeah. you understand everything. You're like, oh, this is perfect. It's not... Like, you could tell someone who knew video games was consulting. And speaking of that person, yes. it was Mike Micah, oddly enough. He's a former guest, too. And he was a consultant on the movie. So, you, oh, yeah, yeah. you know that brain. He knows what the fuck he's doing. So, it was perfectly yeah. done. You know what I mean? So, I, I like that aspect. But I think it was just too long. It was just too long. I agree, too. It was too long. It was too long. Um, I liked... I mean, I agree. They really... It, it was a, it was they kind of had they kind of had to walk a tricky line because you know gamers are going to understand a lot of references or yes. just a lot of you know like things about the movie That's but they also I mean. had to make, make it you know kind of understandable to non gamers like there's one point in the movie where there's somebody says um, you know like the the NPCs are you know, have gone rogue and somebody else says you mean the non player characters <laughs> it's just like yeah it's clearly a line that's delivered for people who don't you know play games like of obviously course. every gamer knows what an NPC is yes but uh, no I thought overall they did a good job and I really loved and you know this is a bit of a spoiler if anybody hasn't seen it yet but I loved at the end where a uh, guy kind of takes on all the the properties of like different Marvel characters right and, you know, lightsaber I'm like it's like Disney throwing everything they got into this one this one scene like awesome. well I guess they could do it they own all that shit right so they might as well use it in this movie that's but, what uh, I say yeah it was it was for what it was it was too long but yeah it was, it was entertaining I was very entertained by that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, and Ryan Reynolds, that guy is perfect. He could do anything. He could do action. He could do comedy. He's the man. He's one of those guys. Yeah, you know what man. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, loved it too. Now, I want to touch on Dune quickly because... Okay, how about this? Are you an original Dune fan, being such the old man that you are, as you say? I, I am uh, roughly 89 years old. Um, <laughs> I think I read the novel back when, like, I, I went through, like, a hardcore sci-fi period. My mom okay. was actually a big sci-fi fan and got oh, turned on. Go. That's how I got turned on to... My mom introduced me to Star Wars. Oh, I didn't wow. know what Star Wars was when so my mom took me to see it. Oh, that's cool. Um, but um, I read the novel. It was, like, it's really dense. I don't remember a lot of it. 
I fucking love the David Lynch Dune movie because okay. it is so weird and over the top right? and cheesy but cool but cheesy but <laughs> confusing and all these like the weird narration everybody's whispering themselves in narration and it's like I, I love that that movie is like like flawed in a billion different ways of course but I, I love that movie so through that movie like I've seen that movie probably six times oh, wow. through that movie I know the story of Dune quite well so okay. I was I'm a huge huge fan of, of Denis Villeneuve I, I loved Arrival I love Blade Runner 20. He's the only guy I would would have wanted to see make a Blade Runner sequel. And I love mm-hmm. what he did with Blade Runner 2049. Um, and, um, oh, shit, I'm blanking on the other movies he's on. But I, I've never seen him do a bad movie. Okay. Dune, like, I went to Dune with really low expectations, right? Like, I'm not a Dune fanboy. I'm glad I knew it was only basically half the story, like uh-huh. part one. Yeah. I think some people saw it not realizing that. They're like, it just ends. Like, it just kind of ends. Yeah, but it says right at the beginning, part one. It does. Yeah, but you feel like blinking is it kind of. Oh, thing. okay. Think, That's I fair. I think there are people who didn't realize that it sure. was like a, you know. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't green like part two until after part one yes. had come out and performed really too. well. So yeah, there's yeah, no guarantee yeah. there's ever going to be a part two. Um, I liked it. I like, okay. I'm a big fan of world building movies. I'm a big fan of like, um, um, I'm a big fan of visuals, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think Roger Deakins was the, the cinematographer from that. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, it, the cinematography in the, in the movie is beautiful. Like, it's uh, the way he captures the different planets and, you know, the, the expanses of the desert and right. that stuff. Um, so I I went in with low expectations, and my low expectations were, were certainly met by that. Okay. Now, I'm getting the impression... You did not like it. I, I want to know why. Okay, it's not that I don't like it. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Let's rewind all the way. Because I asked okay. you first if you were an original fan. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm an old guy myself too. Not sort of old like you, but old enough. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so I was alive. I got a lot more gray in my beard than you do. True. <laughs> so I was alive when this movie came out, but I wasn't in my teens or old enough to understand what was going on. I was, I don't know, I was maybe six or seven when I watched this movie. Oh, okay. I was going to say nobody understood what was going on in that movie. But yeah, if you were six and seven, right? Definitely. But I was a huge sci-fi <laughs> fan. Ever since I could remember, I love sci-fi. I was always into Star Trek, Star Wars, everything space, everything and other world planet type shit I was into. So I watched it. I have memories of watching this movie. Did I understand it like you said? No. Do I remember any of the characters? No. Do I know what the hell was going on? No. So I don't even know if I liked the original because I never went back and watched it, right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So now going into this one, I was going in fresh, so, so to speak. I, all I knew was it was based in a desert. That's pretty much the only thing I could remember from the original. So I go into it. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm half hour in. I'm like, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, should I Google what these people are? Should I know what's going on? And then slowly but surely, I start understanding what's going on. So I'm like, okay, okay, gotcha. So they sort of... They lead you in for the people like yourself who know the story where it's like, aha, so I know what's going on already. But for people like me, they sort of hold your hand and then eventually tell you what's going on and who's who and what what not, right? But here's my problem. Do I care about any of these characters? No. Do I remember any of the characters' names? (laughs) I watched this movie a couple of days ago as of this recording. Try and tell me what a character's name is. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember anyone's name. I don't know anything that's still going on until the end what happened now i'm like okay now i see the journey i see what needs to happen it makes sense all his premonitions came true everything is happening okay i understand this guy's sort of like beyond type of jedi sort of thing and that's my other thing it felt like a lot of shit was ripped off from star wars what actually came out first was it this or star wars star wars right 
Dune, Dune, the book Dune came out in, in I think, the 60s. Ah. And um, I believe George Lucas was, was influenced by by Dune when he wrote Because I see Wars. a lot so of similarities. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, not yeah. sort of the Empire, but you sort of see, like, there's one head guy and then there's his crony. That's sort of like yeah. the Emperor and Darth Vader. You know what I mean? So there's sort of like yeah. the one main character. Okay, this guy's the Luke Skywalker of the journey. He's going to become what he's supposed to become, the all-time master. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I see a lot of parallels. So that was, and it's like, ah. but yeah, it, it's decent. Put it that way. I, I, I did not not yeah. like it. I, I would watch it again, tell you the truth. It's just, I think it was overhyped and it's not the greatest movie of all time. Like a lot of people are saying, you know what I mean? It's just good. It's fair. How about that? Yeah, I would. I, I would definitely not say it's the best, even the best movie of the year. But um, I, I can totally, I can totally get where you're coming from because coming into the movie, because I'd seen, you know, I, I had a very distant memory of reading the book, but I'd seen the the '80s David Lynch version of Dune so many times. I knew all the characters, right? See, so exactly. part of the enjoyment for me was seeing how they translated. I mean, the, both movies are translating scenes from the book, but to, to me, to my experience. Dune, the new Dune is kind of translating scenes from the old Dune. So the thing like where he puts his hand in the box, right. the pain box, and, and things like when they fight with the weird shields on, yeah, yeah. and the Emperor floating and all that stuff. Yeah. For me, it was fascinating to see how they had reinterpreted these scenes in the oh. new Dune that I was so familiar with from the old Dune. So that was a huge part of the enjoyment for me. Sure. Also, I knew all the characters by name. Like I knew when they introduced ah. like Duncan Idaho and you know, you know the. <laughs> no, no. Again, See? I, I can't remember things on the spot. See? Like the, the 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 mother character when they introduced them all. Like I remembered all these characters from because because again I've seen it so many times. I remember right. all these characters from the old Dune movie. So yeah, a big part of it for me was <clears throat> seeing these familiar characters recast in kind of a modern movie making style. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, I, and again, I think Denis Villeneuve has a really good eye for you know composition and sure. and. Um, uh, the thing I didn't understand is how, because again, they did not know for sure there was going to be a part two mm-hmm. when this movie came out. Right. And, and Zendaya has second billing in the movie and she's barely in it. Like That's the other thing. I know, right? Dream sequences and then she's in 20 minutes at the end. And it's always the same <laughs> James sequence. So it's not like it's extra acting. Like, yeah, that's right. It's just, re- <clears throat> just redoing the same dream. So it was weird to me that, they, that she would be like kind of like the second, the, the second billing actor in that movie. Um, when she's, I mean, she's going to be obviously the main star of the second movie. Sure. Now she's in it. At the end of the first movie, she's actually you know out of the dream and in the real world. Right, right. And will probably be a big, big part of the second movie. I just thought it was weird that, that she, like her presence in the movie is so hyped up, and she's probably on screen for like a total, including the dreams, for a total of like 20, 25 minutes out of like the two and a half hours. See, and that's the other thing. Another long ass friggin' movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the one thing I don't understand. Like attention spans are lower. I remember back in the nineties and two thousands. When uh, I think that's a golden era of movies, in my opinion, like all the good action, all the good horror, like everything came out during that time period. You know what I mean? The dramas, everything. Every movie was ninety minutes. Now it's the complete opposite. Like back then, you'd barely see a movie over ninety minutes. That's so true. Like you know, now it's the complete. You you, once in a while you see movie ninety minutes, and attention spans are lower. Why are they doing this? I don't know, man. That's a good question. That's actually a really good question because you're absolutely right. We are so used to like shorter instant media and movies right? longer. I just the other day I just rewatched uh, Executive Decision, the uh Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal Love movie it. where there's uh Love that yeah, movie. oh man. And that because I was thinking exactly just that I'm like, man, they do not make movies like this anymore. Nope. That was like peak nineties action movie, exactly. right? Exactly. just um I mean 
some of it's kind of cheese, but that's, that's like, that's an entertaining movie, man, from start to finish. And I remember watching it and spoilers for this, you know, 30 year old movie or whatever it is now. <laughs> watch it and, and like, Oh my God, Steven Seagal dies. Right. Like, first half hour. Like, Oh my God. Like, he's like this, like one of the main guys. And yeah. It was such a, yeah. Anyway, I just that just reminded me of that because I just watched it the other day. It popped up on my Netflix recommendations, which I do listen to, unlike you. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I remember this movie kind of. They 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 fly some stealth fighter to take over a. Yeah. Like, but I've forgotten like all the great characters and all the great actors in that movie. I forgot how good it was. So I really enjoyed watching that again. But yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I don't know why in the age of you know people barely being able to sit through a 22 minute episode of a series, why why the movies are going to like two and a half two three quarters hours right it makes no sense well to lead up to everything my favorite movie of the year has to be shang chi i yeah. i loved it from start again speaking of 90s like the bus scene like everything about it the chase oh, scene is amazing yeah. right so that's what i mean that harkens back to the 90s in my opinion and again with yeah. martial arts you really haven't seen yeah they have martial arts sequences in movies but this is a martial arts movie at its core you know what yeah. i mean so i loved everything about this movie from start to finish uh, the one thing I didn't like, I've, I watched, I, I had pretty low expectations of Shang-Chi because I okay. never read the comics. Like I, yeah, I me neither. I know nothing about it. I went in like yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, I love that, again, like I, I love representation in movies. I love that this is like, an, uh, like a, a movie that's focused on Asian characters, Asian actors. And I love our boy, you know, our yep. Toronto, Scarborough, Mrs. Sark, whatever he is, boy, being the lead in the movie. But, um, and I find this problem in a lot of movies in the last 10, 20 years is there's mm. so much fucking incomprehensible cgi in the last i know know, half hour that whole dragon sequence right yes yeah everything to then is like and it really stands out because you've got some amazing uh like martial arts fight scenes they they did stuff they must be using a blend of like you know actual martial like live action and somehow cgi making it look super slick i don't i don't know what it is but like that bus scene is crazy like the whole bus scene something you couldn't even shoot something like that. and the skyscraper too like how like yeah exactly that whole, that whole battle wow amazing but then and it but it's all personal it's like fists, yes right? like exactly fists, kicks and close combat and then the end is like fucking dragons and yeah. like demons <laughs> pouring out of the nether realms like oh god so now we've just got some a whole bunch of cgi demon things just that are there for the good guys to try and kill and see but you know what dragons. at that point at least for myself i was so into the story and i loved everything they did up to yeah, that point yeah i didn't give two shits and i just suspended this belief because there were some scenes where <laughs> again i'm nitpicking but you would see especially there was one i think where they both get off the dragon and then you see like there's a little stutter where the leg and the eyeball is and you could so tell that was like manipulated in like you know what i mean oh, yeah, yeah. or or when uh what's his name I, I always call him gandhi my god the actor yeah, Ben Kingsley, yeah. where he was holding yeah. that whatever that pig slash uh, bird thing, and you could so tell that it was flapping its wings and it was missing. It, like it was like if it was really flapping its wings, his <laughs> hair would have been going. You know what I mean? But yeah. little minor stuff like that, I didn't mind. But yeah, it was such great. I was at the edge of my seat. Speaking of great storytelling, yeah. everything from start to finish, like it was a great origin story. Like you said, introducing us to the world, and he still sprinkled yeah. in. Stuff from the Marvel Universe, because now it's linked to Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I like that they had um, uh, Abomination in there, from uh, who we haven't seen in the movie since the the Hulk movie that was filmed here in Toronto, where Hulk and Abomination are like beating the shit out of each other to Zanzibar, the old strip club (laughs) on Young Street. But um, 
yeah, to have like the, that character in and yeah, like I like the way that they're, they're taking the movies that are really kind of standalone, like, like Shang-Chi, but still, still like connecting them to the Marvel universe. Yep. And I'm really, really uh, interested to see where this character fits in now. Like if they bring him into the Avengers or if they, you know, how, you know, what happens when he, when uh, he and uh, I can't remember Aquafina's character's name, but when they go right. off with, uh, with Wong at the end of what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. So like, like I said, I, that movie by far surpassed my expectations, but I yes. was, I'm just not a fan of movies relying on these like big kind of CG uh, boss battles at the end. And uh, it's just part of that's part of Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. That's kind of how it goes, right? Like that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna play out in almost every movie, even the TV shows. Like even the TV yeah. shows that don't have the budget for that kind of stuff, we're still seeing like these like in WandaVision, the big boss battle. That's right. Vision and you know White Vision and between uh, Wanda and Agatha at the end. Yep. So yeah, that was my only complaint about it. But yeah, I really I really dug that movie, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's uh, that we see him again soon. Yeah, most definitely. Like, All right, on to video games, my friend. Like we said, oh, we haven't yeah. played too many of these because you know a very big experiences. Speaking of games being longer, again, I'm not saying they should be short, like two hour experiences, but my perfect in between is an experience anywhere from, I'd say 10 to 20 hours. That's the perfect niche. Like if, like I'm saying, like if you don't want to do all the extras, you're done in 10 hours. But if you want to explore and you like the world, 20 hours to me, that's perfect. I don't want no more mind you, but I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. 120 plus (laughs) hours. Like I don't need 40 plus hours. Like, you know what I mean? But I don't know in your case, but in this year was for me, I only played like maybe two or three games that came out physically this year. I went back and went through my backlog and played a lot of those games. Yeah, I feel like the the pandemic's kind of been the time everybody's been doing that, you know, because we we were indoors a little more last year or two and a little more time in our hands. And I did the same thing. I went back and it's a little more recent, but um, uh, Amazon Prime has this thing where they give away games if you have a Prime account. Oh, that's right. Um, yes. And I, I, I usually miss how I like, see a post on Reddit that reminds me of it. And uh, they had Control, um, the game by, by yep, Remedy, the makers game, of, of uh, Alan Wake and yeah, Max Payne. They, yep. The Control Ultimate Edition was, was up for free on, okay. on PC. I, I have a really good gaming PC right now. Oh, perfect. So I played Control when it first came out. I think it was uh, 2018, maybe around there, 2019. And um, around there, anyway. And I got stuck on an early boss battle, and I was talking to some friends, and they said the same thing. There's like a like a mini boss early on in the game who's flying around a room, and he's fucking hard to kill. <laughs> and I was enjoying the game up to that point. I was really enjoying like right, the right. weird kind of world, and how they have this whole world about uh, these weird objects that have been found out in the world that were actually connected to you know interdimensional forces. Remedy is a really good job of writing their games. Like they like Alan Wake's the Alan Wake story is really cool, and even the Max Payne story was really cool. Yep. And so I got back into that and I started, I started replaying the game from the beginning and I don't even remember where I got stuck the first time. Cause I apparently breezed right, right through it. Oh, sure. Dude, I played that. I played it to completion. I played all the DLC, oh, wow. including the ultimate edition to completion. Nice. I love the hell out of it. Okay. Like that game just gets better and better as you go along, as you get more powers and you start investing points into different like telekin- telekinesis powers mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, so it's one of those games that I kind of dipped my toe in when it first came out and then let it go and then it came back and yeah i'm like okay i'm gonna check this out again and yeah man i just got right into it and, and played the hell out of it what, what what's been in your back catalog that you you've gone back to okay i'm gonna try and keep it like i i went like way back like i've been playing shit that's been in my playstation library since like it first came out like you know what i mean like i just went through everything that used to be free on the PS yeah. Plus program and just picked what I always wanted to play but never had the time. But I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. keep it recent. So, for example, well, well, I'll start with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, 
I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since the first time it originally came out on the PS One. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so to see how they update and here's here's the other kicker. I haven't played a recent Final Fantasy since. So I don't know how the new ones are. I don't know how they play out. Nothing. Yeah. So to see what they did with this and sort of make it a hack and slash slash, no pun intended, RPG. Fantastic. Yeah. I fell in love with this. It brought me back. All the mem- It's not obviously word for word, but it's close to the original in terms of the story, obviously. Yes. And oh my God, all the memories started flooding back. I'm like, oh my God, I remember this scene in, in the church yeah. and this and that and going up to, to the tower. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. So I, I love that. Yeah. That, that, that was a treat. I was in the exact same boat as you. I, I hadn't played a Final Fantasy two completion since Final Fantasy seven, and playing remake is uh, same thing. It was like um, it, it maybe reminded me who all these characters right? were and, and how there's so much emotion in it. Yes, um, that was the other thing. The, the wild thing about that series though is like Final Fantasy, the first Final Fantasy seven remake covers about the first I don't know one quarter of the game, right? So they've got to do like like three or four more of these to cover the whole. You know, Final Fantasy VII storyline, which I am totally down for. Like, man, so keep making I. these things every couple of years. I I will play every one of them. But yeah, it's funny because I had the exact same experience. It was it was kind of a nostalgia, but also like discovering a new game for the first time and really loved the combat. Really, it was like, challenging at times, but never like so challenging that it was impossible. And I really loved that. It was a really well done game. Yeah, no, for sure. And well, another, I'm glad, I'm glad you went back. Then. I'm glad you. Yeah, I did. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go back and replay all these Final Fantasies because just too much. <laughs> But I'll stick with this. Like, what I really want them to do is the remake of Final Fantasy three, the North American version, or six, actually okay. known as six, because to me that's the best Final Fantasy story of all time. And listeners know, okay. I always it's probably one of my top three games of all time. So I want that remade. Nice. That's one. But another game that I went back to that I haven't played since probably part three or four, if I'm not mistaken, Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate Edition. Oh, oh wow. my god, wow. I'm in love with Mortal Kombat again, my friend. I fell out of it <laughs> because I think it was the one after part four that's heralded one of the worst ones or whatever. I think it's when they made the transition and tried to make it 3D. So it was like an, instead of like the 2D way it is now and the best way it should be, like they went the 3D route where it was sort of like Tekken style where it would rotate, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like Mortal Kombat in my opinion. So I fell off. But oh my goodness, I got this, I, I couldn't go wrong. It was such a good deal. I grabbed it, I was like, ah, why not? I love Mortal Kombat, the story, the lore, everything about it. I started playing it. Am I ever glad I got this game? For people who don't know, the story is, again, it's time traveling. So you get to see all the original characters in their original form versus who they ah, turn into versus the new story. And it was like, That's oh, my cool. God, mind blown. This is a perfect – if whoever hasn't played Mortal Kombat and is scared to get into it because they're so far gone, get this one. You'll be so up to date. You know everything that's going on now again. And it's fantastic. I love Mortal Kombat. This, this is probably – if I played it last year, I would have said this is the best game that came out last year. Wow, sweet. sweet. Yeah, I love it. V- very high marks sweet. for me. Did you play uh, like? Did you play any big games that were actually released this year, or was it mainly going into the back catalog? It's uh, so the back, like, uh, well, I guess you could. This is a pretty big game. Well, speaking of Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, Phoenix Rising came out at the tail end of last year, so you could sort of count oh, right, that. Right. That was pretty yeah. big, and I really enjoyed that. But again, I'm a huge fan. And over on the Switch, the Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. I loved Bowser's Fury because it was open world, and it was again yeah. speaking of short games. Oh my god, that was perfect. It wasn't too long. You didn't have to sing too many hours. And you felt, like you said, 
comfortable. Mario games are comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. visiting an old friend. You know what to do. Yeah, there's new power-ups, there's new stories, but it's if you've played one Mario game, you know what the hell you're doing. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, I mean, speaking of comfortable, I've been playing um, on Halo uh, Infinite mm. lately, or Halo Infinity. Jesus, Infinity. Whatever right? it is, yeah, yeah. Or Infinite. It's infinite. God, why can't it is infinite. Stuff? It is infinite. Infinite. Halo Infinite, yes. The ship is called the Infinity. It's Halo Infinite. Okay, yeah. So I've been playing um, uh, a ton of that. And man, it's it's kind of wild because uh, I've been playing the campaign. Like, multiplayer's been out for you know a, a month or so now or you know a couple months by this point. Right, right, so I've been playing the campaign. And um, my problem with a lot of the Halo games that have come out in like Halo 4 and 5 and, and stuff is that A, they're not focused on Master Chief enough. And B they don't have kind of the, the like the, the, the biggest, I think the, the moment we remember from the original Halo was, was stepping off the ship onto the, the Halo, the ring the first time okay. and having that big, you know, alien world in front of you and hopping in a warthog and driving around and exploring. That is basically the entirety of, of Halo Infinite oh, wow. is an open world game in the sense that you are free to explore. Um, you know, if you can see it, you can go to it kind of thing. And then the story missions tend to be you go inside a structure of some kind, usually often underground, like the old Halo uh, structures, Mm -hmm. do some story stuff, get some character stuff happening, then you get popped back out into the world where you can just drive around. It's got like, it's like, it's like Halo meets Far Cry in a way, because you've got to like storm these forward operating bases and uh, they're out in the open. So you can like, you know, go up from the mountain and snipe dudes from above, or you can charge in, you know, with a warthog, or you can, you know, like, you know, uh, grapple onto a roof and start hucking grenades. So, and then the grappling hook is a really like we've seen grappling hooks in other games, obviously like Apex Legends and uh, you know Just Cause. Just that, Cause the grapple hook in Halo is a real, real game changer. Okay, like okay. it's uh, um, you grapple on enemies and then you like launch yourself at them and punch them, or you grapple vehicles and you can hijack them, or you really? grapple onto weapons to pull them to you. So it's I've. It's technically speaking, it's not the best looking game I've seen. Like it doesn't really look all that next gen. I'm playing on a, on a Xbox Series X, and there's still frame rate dips. There's still the, the graphics are good, but not like you know next gen amazing sure. kind kind of thing. But it really captures that old school. Like the the, the, the levels I remember from from I think there's another level in Halo called the Silent Cartographer. Cartographer, where again you go into an open field. Mm-hmm. There's vehicles lying around. You have a big open kind of field battle. Right. It's all that, right? It's all that, and it's so much fun. Okay. So yeah, a lot of time, a lot of time. I did not expect to like. I after Halo Five Guardians, I was like, you know, fuck Halo, man. I'm done. I I do. If I play a Halo game, I don't want to play three missions as Master Chief and the rest of some dude I never met before. And and even Halo Two, which had a great story, and I liked yeah. the Arbiter. I didn't want to play half the game as like a, like a, an alien, right? I want to play as Master Chief. So Halo Halo Infinite is you know all Master Chief all the time. It's all you, and you're kind of like. Uh, well, Cortana is kind of like the big bad in a way, but you've got like a Cortana copy that's with you, and she's very kind of spunky and funny. And anyway, I'm, I've been digging Halo a lot. I did not expect to. I did not expect to like a Halo game uh, this much, but I've been really enjoying. Well, that's awesome. Well, here I'm going to blow your mind now. Can you believe I've never played one single minute of a Halo game ever? <gasps> what, dude? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my gamer card because of this. But here's the thing. <laughs> I've never owned an Xbox ever in my life as well. So uh, okay, well that I'm a, do it. Right? I'm used, I'm Sony and Nintendo. That's been my two big yeah. ones uh, always. Like you know what I mean. Like 
And it's only Nintendo because I grew up on Nintendo, or else I would slowly be a, a, a Sony guy. And it's not because I only like Sony and the fuck Xbox. No, no, no. I want to play their games. It's just the Sony exclusive have always dug at me, like the God of Wars, the Uncharted, like stuff yeah. like that. You can't, like, that. Oh, come on, man. Like anything Insomniac does. Speaking of games, going back to, I played the both Spider Man games, Miles Morales and the oh, other Spider Man. Oh, so good, so good yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Sony's got a lock on. on- not just exclusives, but especially uh, kind of um, single-player story-driven exclusives mm-hmm. like like God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, Horizon, another uh, one. Uncharted, Last of Us. Uh, um, like those are all Jeez. nothing that Xbox has got exclusively really matched. Like Xbox's biggest exclusives are, are Halo, of course, um, Forza, and then and then after that just kind of falls off. And there's other right? stuff. Like don't get me wrong, there's, there are a lot of great Microsoft exclusives, of course, but but. My like my chosen my favorite genre game is a big meaty kind of either open world yes. or you know at least at least detailed world game exactly uh, single player like I'm not I'm not really down with a lot of like I play you know I play multiplayer games but I don't mm-hmm. seek out a game for the multiplayer I seek out a game for the single player experience and that's you know again that's what Horizon like I'm so stoked we'll talk I guess probably in a minute about next year's games but I'm so stoked for Horizon Forbidden West. So stoked for the new God of War. So stoked to see what Spider-Man does next. And that is like, Sony's got a lock on those like really kind of one player story driven uh, kind of exclusives. Well, that's what I was, I was just going to say before we get to the worst story of the week. What are you looking forward to in 2022? Or even what are you looking forward as an announcement that hasn't been announced yet in 2022? Oh man, as an announcement, I don't really know. Like I'm kind of curious to see where... I don't even know what the state of it is, but where Star Wars games go now. Like I, I'm okay. dying for another good Star Wars game. Um, that one that uh, 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 Amy Hennig was working on, the, the was formerly with the, uh, the Uncharted guys with Naughty Dog. Uh-huh. Um, I believe I believe that was her. Yeah. Anyway, that she it would look like an Uncharted style Star Wars game where you played as a bounty hunter, and then it got canceled. Oh, okay. And just the, even the brief stuff they showed looked so cool. And I, so I want to see what Star Wars does games wise in the coming year in terms of stuff that's been announced uh horizon forbidden west probably uh, right up there in fact i like i I may have said this before on the podcast but i (laughs) predicted the name the title for but horizon forbidden west when horizon zero dawn came out i I found like a little book hidden in a corner of the world that mentions the forbidden west (laughs) i said in my review of the game maybe you know maybe we'll Go back again in Horizon Forbidden West. And that was in like, I don't know, when did that game come out? That was like years ago. Yep. So I'm very proud of the fact that I, that I predicted the title of Horizon Forbidden West. But yeah, that's going to be a big one for me. Um, God of War, Ragnarok, huge. Yep. Um, uh, I'm curious to see um, Elden Ring because okay. I love open world kind of RPG type games. Sure. But, but and, and I really liked uh, Bloodborne and I really liked the Demon Souls remake that came out. Right, right. But that being said, those kind of those kind of from software super hardcore mm. boss battling type games aren't always what I'm looking for. Like if I want to chill, that is the last game I'm going to touch. If I of want course. like focus, like stress, those are the games I play. When I play RPGs, especially like open world RPGs, I don't want focus stress. I want to chill and have adventures. So I'm Elden Ring. As good as it looks, I'm not sure that's really going to be my bag. But the other one, the other big one is as you know the guy who's put probably roughly a trillion hours into the uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout oh, series. Okay. Uh, Starfield is going to be my big one for next year. Oh, Assuming nice. it really does come out in November of next year. Uh, Bethesda sci-fi RPG is like, that's got me written all over it. So right. I have no doubt it's going to be a huge disappointment. <laughs> 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 
Bethesda games were always so buggy at launch, and part of me that's is true. I've been really been in, in the. I've really gotten into the modding scene, the Skyrim modding scene this right, year. Right. And so now I'm thinking: Do I play Starfield when it comes out, or do I wait a year until the mods have come out to like smooth out the rough parts and you know make it better? And like the the, the basic UI of uh, of Skyrim, the vanilla UI is so bad mm. that one of the the most common mods is a mod called Sky UI, which fixes the the redoes the the UI of, of Skyrim. Okay. Once you play that, you cannot go back to the original oh, UI of Skyrim. It's gotcha. so clunky. Right. So I hope, I really hope that Bethesda has looked at the modding team that's going up around Skyrim and Oblivion and even uh, Morrowind to an extent. And I really hope they look at that and say, okay, here are the things that we can do differently in Starfield. You know, here are things we got to think about and not just patch later on or not just leave yeah. the modders to fix. Here's the things that I hope that's a good game out of the box. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. See, but here's the thing now. I think people have learned through the cyberpunk debacle and obviously No Man's Sky as well. That was another one. Now now it's fine. There's no one should be complaining about No Man's Sky. They finally, it's it's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. But because what I'm looking forward to that has been announced is Dying Light 2. They keep delaying it. Right. And I think they're doing the right thing because, and well, for me, it doesn't matter because. I end up playing these games two, three years down the road anyway, so it's already all patched <laughs> up and ready to go yeah, when I'm ready. It's like been sitting, been sitting in your back catalog. Exactly. So for me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But for game, for for day one people, I totally understand. You would rather wait, like you know what I mean. So I'm looking forward to Dying Light Two, Saints Row is another big one because again, I love open world, oh, yeah, yeah, GTA yeah. type of stuff. And speaking of non-announced, I hope they announce the next GTA, not another GTA Five on another fucking device. Oh my god, is it is it now? F- Four platforms or three, three, I guess three generations. Three generations, three generations, yeah. Yeah, PS3, PS4, PS5, that's unbelievable. But I mean, man, the problem with that game is that GTA Online makes them like a godly amount of money. Right. right? So there's just no incentive for them to work on GTA 6 when they can like make a new fucking car for for (laughs) apartment or something for GTA 5 and sell it for real world money to to players. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and same thing with, I mean, we were lucky to get Red Dead Redemption 2 quite frankly. And we were lucky it was such an amazing game. But uh, they're just... Rockstar, I don't think it has a lot of... There are no rush to make awesome, huge single-player games anymore. Now that the GTA... And it's not even... Like, Red Dead Online is is awful. And I don't think it has a huge following. But GTA Online is like... Oh, yeah. You can't touch that. It's just a juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. It makes them so much cash. So, yeah, I'm with you. I hope we see, at the very least, an announcement for GTA 6. and like, Like, an actual trailer announcement for GTA 6 next year but i don't know i don't know if it'll be we'll coming see. out next year we'll see yeah. and, and in terms of tv and movies that i'm looking forward to okay let's go with tv i'm looking forward to obi-wan kenobi speaking of we haven't oh, even yeah, touched yeah. that that's good because yeah. i like that whole darth vader sith type thing like you know what i mean i know the third movie or whatever part three isn't the best but i think it's the best of those that trilogy you, you know what i mean yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't mind. And to know that the actors are coming back to portray it, that's even better. Yeah. Uh, House of Dragon, another one that's I'm, I'm dying to watch that as a big Game of Thrones fans. I want to see how they're going to, yeah. how the spinoff is going to work, even though it's not a spinoff, it's a prequel or whatever the fuck they're saying it yeah. is. So we'll see what goes on there. And lastly, speaking of John Cena, the Peacemaker, they're coming out with a TV series. Oh, yeah, man, that right? really good. Like his character in Suicide Squad was oh like, I loved it stole the show right? loved it he's, again he's so funny yes he's, he's a it's so weird he's such a funny actor like, he's such, like, such a physical dude but uh, yeah 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 I forgot that Peacemaker was coming up yeah I'm I'm I 
I'm going to hold, you know, temper my expectations for uh, the Game of Thrones prequel. Um, I just so find it so weird and the way kind of almost, I don't want to say tragic because that's too strong a word, okay, but okay. it's so funny how like every year I go back and we, we may have talked about this before, but every year I go back and rewatch uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's yep. like, and a lot of people have it. It's an annual tradition. Yep. Right? I will watch those movies till you know, the end of time. I loved Game of Thrones so much through the first like five to six seasons. Right, right. And then season seven, and especially yeah. season, season eight, fucked it up so badly that I cannot go back and enjoy it now. I can't, I can't, I would have, if they hadn't screwed the ending of Game of Thrones so badly, I would be rewatching that every year. That would be like <laughs> Lord of the Rings for me. I, re- I would rewatch the entire series every year because it was so well done. It was so well done. But I now, anytime I try to sit down and watch it, I'm going to see these characters and think, oh, yeah. They're, the ending of their story is going to be like meaningless. They're going to have a stupid. Oh, death. I see what you're Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, is going to, okay, you know, okay. freak out and yeah, become like yeah, a yeah. freaking dragon Nazi in like a single episode. And, uh, and freaking Bran's going to be the, the <laughs> final. You know, I can't now. I can't go back and watch this again. No, I know that's what what, if I could wipe, if I could wipe my mind of Game of Thrones, like just erase it from my memory, yeah, yeah. I would go back and rewatch it from the beginning. But now I just finally can't. So, yeah, I'm, I have high hopes for. Um, What's it called again? House of House of Dragon. House of Dragons. Yeah. House of, House of yeah. the Dragon. That's it. House of the Dragon. Okay, right. I, have, I have high hopes for it, but um, I hope it kind of removes some of the bad taste that the ending of Game of Thrones <laughs> left. <laughs> okay, let's do, let's do movies quickly. I know we're running long, people, but you know what? It's Christmas. It's New Year's. You're not doing anything anyway. Sit back, relax in front of the fire. I, I, I came into this thinking, you know, I, 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 this will be like a, a short episode. I don't, right? I don't know what to say today. We'll be we'll be done in like four, forty-five minutes, and now we're going on. Now we're like these movies that run way too long, and uh, people are like, God, when's this gonna end? So well, I'm, I'm just gonna drop two now. movies. I'll make it nice and quick. Again, speaking with Marvel and video games, I'm going to go with Uncharted because I want. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that and Doctor oh, Strange. That's going to be a travesty, dude. Doctor Strange, no, I can't. Wait. You think it's going to be a travesty? You think so? It's be a travesty. Oh, don't oh say that. Come when on. When has a video game movie ever been good? And when? How the Sonic? How the fuck <laughs> you have Sully without a mustache? Unless huh? the big reveal is at the end of the movie, Mark Wahlberg has a mustache. How do you have Sully without a mustache? I just what the I fuck? don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see. You know what I'm like. You know what I'm really excited for? Not Uncharted the movie. I'm fucking stoked for The Last of Us series. Oh, like good call. There's be, a good one. You know, HBO, right? To the, to the story, yeah, and like you know, amazing. Well, you know, Uncharted has you know Tom Holland's a good actor, but I mean, you know, The Last of Us with Neil Druckmann being so heavily involved, and it, it's kind of weird because Edmonton's my hometown, as you might be able to tell from the fact. <laughs> of <I'm>, course, <laughs> today. but it's been so weird to see you no. Know, people from back home sending pictures of them shooting scenes like in downtown Edmonton oh, wow. morphed into post-apocalyptic Boston. But yeah, I think, I think the last of us has a, has a good chance to be amazing. I got no hopes for uncharted. I'm <laughs> sorry. I cut you off. Though. Dr. Strange. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Strange is going to be huge, huge. Right. Perfect. All right. Ready for the worst story of the week. Weird, yeah, hit me. Your weird stories are, are, are always live up to their billing. <laughs> okay. Well, this week's story is a pure Simpsons episode, like literally word for word in my opinion. But before we get to it, have you ever been banned from a store or a restaurant ever in your lifetime? Uh, no. No. No? No. Okay, okay. I have. No, because... Oh, have you? Where? Well, it's not a restaurant. <laughs> Oddly enough, being Canadian, you might know this place. Remember when we used to have Knob Hill Farms? Knob Hill Farms? Maybe it was an Ontario thing. I don't know. It was a grocery chain. Okay, you know where the No Frills is on Lansdowne and Dundas? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. That used to be Knob Hill Farms before. So oh, okay. it was a big grocery store. Like it was, it was like the original No Frills. Put it that way. Everyone okay. used to go there. There would be li- no. Actually, it was like a Costco. Tell you the truth, more like those okay. lineups down the line. Like everyone would go there to do their shopping on the weekend. It was huge, big warehouse. You, you I, dropped I, I, I deuce in the middle of an aisle and got banned. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, when this was around, I was still a child. So this is how old this is. So when I was like twelve, I think it was around twelve or so. It was myself and a friend of mine. His dad needed to go to Nobo Farms on a Saturday morning. As a kid does, you were playing video games, playing the original Nintendo, and no one was around. He was literally babysitting as I put up quotations because back in the day, you didn't get babysat. You did whatever the fuck you want because that's how it was. So he's like, oh, I can't leave these kids alone. You're coming with me to Nobo Farms. Like, oh, kicking and screaming. No, we want to play Super Mario Brothers too. Let us keep playing. No, we had to go to Nobo Farms. So we go. And then after, my friend is like, oh, do you know that there's a secret passage to get in, in, into, into the back? I'm like, what are you talking about? This blew my mind. Oh, no. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, come with me. So, again, I don't know how the dad just let us run wild through no cell phones, no nothing. How, like, how is he going to find us afterwards? Anyways, we, we took off from him. We went into the back. He found the secret passageway. And this blew my mind. All the, everything in the back, all the stock, everything. And we played hide and go seek. We played fort. We, we arranged it. Then we got caught one day. And that's you it. You did this multiple times? Yes. We got away with it for like three or four times. It was like on the fifth or sixth time we got caught. And then they pulled us into the manager's office, whatever. And then we got banned for a year from, from the place. Because they didn't know if we were stealing or causing damage, right? So they're like, no, no, we can't have kids doing this shit, right? Taking so. poops. I'm, I'm all about people taking poops where they should. So you're probably taking poops amongst the... No, I was still innocent. Groups. I was 12. Come on. I didn't do shit like that. <laughs> So anyways, this week's story. Let's get back to it. So this week's story comes from China, where a man ate himself into being banned from a barbecue buffet restaurant. Was it like an all-you-can-eat type of place? Yep. So hence The Simpsons, if people know the infamous where he he goes to that seafood place and they kick him out free and then he sues them or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. It was literally that. So apparently the man loves to eat. And is a bottomless pit. He's got one of those. He's one of those type of people. So he here, just to put in perspective, this is what this guy would eat in one sitting. He would eat three pounds of pork trotters. I don't know exactly what a trotter is. I would say like, like maybe hooves, right? What? Well, yeah. Not to judge, but you know, people. I I can't judge. My dad eats pig's feet, so whatever. Well, yeah, that's probably what it is. Pig's feet. Right. So okay. So three pounds of that. Now nine pounds of shrimp. Oh man. Here and here's the kicker. 30 bottles of soy milk. Right? Oh. In one sitting. God. And other like, stuff. Wanna, like, look, I'm not obsessed with, with poop, okay? Despite what I'm about to say, but his <laughs> shit like. must have been catastrophic after that. Can like, you imagine? Like three pounds of pig's feet, shrimp, and then like 30 bottles of soy milk. He must have been like shitting Vesuvius into his toilet after that. So obviously, he, not only did he get caught because he was there almost every day eating, but this is how he would literally, because everyone knows, come on, especially here in Canada, you've been to Mandarin, everyone knows how it works. You grab your plate, you go there, there's tongs, you put it on your plate, you walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This man would grab the tray and bring the tray to his table and eat it that way. <laughs> so he grabbed the whole tray of okay. food that's available and just bring it and start oh, scarfing. Right from the buffet, because he's, like, he's not just taking some shrimp, he's taking the shrimp. He's just again, taking the whole... But. Okay, now technically, if it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, and this is like same thing with you know, the Simpsons and yeah, yeah. This, whatever, 
I mean, he wasn't really breaking the rules, was he? That was he was eating everything he could eat. Well, that's the thing. But well, the owner obviously was upset because he was about eating the equivalent. I think it was of eighty dollars American when it was like fifteen or twenty. Oh, yeah. To come in. So if you do the math, good if, for him. If that good guy's there him. every week, sticking it to the man. This guy's my hero. But here's <laughs> and here's but there's more though. It's a big deal in China, in China because the Chinese government apparently instituted a clean plate policy across all of China because of what's going on in the world with COVID and the supply chain issues. So what exactly is that? It's you're not supposed to waste food and they want you to eat smaller portions than you would usually because of the shortages. Uh-huh. Like So this man's going in there eating for a family of friggin' 40. You know what I mean? When <laughs> you have this law in place and obviously China's communism so you, you know what i mean it's yes. you know what they say goes okay. so that's you know that's where all the flags were up but i guess you're on the other side you're you're with this guy no you eat whatever you want unless it's there in writing right well i, I think if you're if you're doing something in china which is against kind of government rules you're <laughs> you're rolling the dice man that's you're true rolling yeah. the dice. so i mean you know, ballsy for him to do that um there's something got to be a little bit wrong with you you can actually eat nine pounds of shrimp and, and 30 bottles of city. but you know but as long as he was just banned he wasn't arrested or like executed or something just banned from the restaurant kind of thing or, uh, yeah well no no he wasn't executed well for now he was banned from the restaurant <laughs> yeah, okay. but they were saying that now that this is becoming a story like government might catch wind and that's what pretty much the article finished off by saying that if the government catches wind then he's going to be up for some fines and shit because he is technically uh, breaking the law right he's going to be disappeared he's going to end up like the yeah no, that is a weird story. You never, you never failed to disappoint with your weird stories. But uh, uh, see, but here's the thing: I'm, I'm, if if this man is listening, who owns this Chinese buffet out in China, <laughs> the right way to do is, it right? is like how Red Lobster does their all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet or uh, lobster, or whatever it is that they have. Yeah. You're, you order two or three plates at a time, and then once you're complete, they bring out more. So it's not like you're they're wasting food or you're grabbing more than you right. should. So they have their portions, and you just. They're, they're not going to say no, but you, obviously you have to have it finished, right? So I think that's a good yeah. way of doing it. I think that's fair. Yeah, I always feel a little bad, you know, go to Olive Garden when they have, like, the uh, the unlimited breadsticks or whatever. Oh, my God. I always feel, like, after I'm on, like, my third order of breadsticks, I always feel a little bad, you know. But, hey, don't tell don't tell me unlimited breadsticks that they're not really going to be. You don't really intend to make them unlimited, right? Like, I, I will eat until I'm full and uh, not try to abuse the system. But, uh, yeah, this guy sounds like he. Yeah, I, I would like to see. Like, is there a photo of this guy? Let's see what he looks I like. tried looking. I, I couldn't yeah. find anything. No, yeah. I couldn't. I even tried Google because it doesn't say his name or anything. Like, they're very vague, especially coming out of China. Who even knows if it's true? Tell you the truth, it is the internet, right? And so, who knows? Right? It could be you clickbait. You could have just made. In fact, maybe you make up all these stories. Maybe your weird stories, actually stories, you just make up and then you like tell them to your guests. I wish because that means I have a talent, my friend, and that's. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I, let's go with that. Yes, I make up all these stories. So if anyone's listening and needs a writer for something, hey, hit me up. Uh, there you go. Talk to Steve. <laughs> well, Steve, thanks again, as always. Plug anything you want, whatever. If you have nothing to plug, I, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing to plug, man. I'm, I'm invisible on social media these days. I'm working that is true. behind the scenes in, in uh, tech stuff. I'm doing writing, but not not anywhere you would see my name. And uh, that's, that's actually kind of how I like it. Like the, awesome. You know, um, um, I love I love the time I spent working for papers and working for websites and being on TV, but being kind of a little more anonymous now is is kind of suited to me. 
uh, for the time being. It may get boring after a while, but for the time being. So I have nothing to plug. You can follow me. if uh, I, I post on Twitter like once every six months. So if you want to be there for the once every six months tweet, it's at uh, Steve Tilly, all one word. But other than that, uh, yeah, I'm pretty quiet. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Rewind to the top of your show. Support those fine sponsors because it helps them out and most definitely helps me out. And please, most important, like I always say, rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. And since, I don't know if this, this might be the last episode of the year or the second last episode, but thank you everybody for listening. This has been the best year on record for the podcast subscription downloads listens have gone up by 600 percent. so thank you Dude, so amazing. much i know right i'm i'm floored i don't know how i did this but it's credited to guests like yourself for coming on thank you very much Damn, you, beat, you, you beat me to the joke i was gonna say it's all, it's all your guests man you're an amazing guest that must be it but you're so you're so kind and humble you are you just offered that up <laughs> that's that's awesome dude congratulations it's well deserved no I, I really appreciate it and i i do see the comments and everything thank you very much please keep them coming in and i do respond to everything i'm not one of those people and i'll never go on a high horse and think anyone little i have as people think guests with no followers to guests with a million followers it doesn't matter to me as long as you're interesting you're going to be on the show so if anyone wants to come on too if you're listening feel free hit me up all that fun stuff and I guess that is it. So everybody, Merry Great. Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate, doesn't matter. We're all human. It's one thing to be with your family. So, and yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, a better happy one. New happy New Year. And I hope that we will, uh, uh, like, I don't know what your plans are for 2022, but if you still want to you know, have people on every every three, four months, of course. I'm, I'm happy to be in the rotation. You... In which case I will talk to you in the spring sometime i guess you sold your soul to the devil my friend you are stuck here oh, no. blood contract it is done sealed <laughs> all right thanks steve really appreciate it on that note he's steve i'm steve this is the podcast peace